Listening to sermons as we go about our days, driving around or doing our work, is a perfect reminder of our Lord's promises and of His mercies. This is the mission of Upper Room Media. To make the Word of God accessible to anybody and everybody. And then the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. The Gospel of today is a very famous Gospel. It's a Gospel we've all heard many times before. Um, we hear it in all four Gospels, actually, besides um, the happenings of, of uh, Passion Week and like um, and <clears throat> in, in the Gospels. We hear we hear this story in every each one of the four Gospels. It's also in our um, daily cycles. In our Agbeya, you'll find this Gospel in our monthly cycles in the church. So every fifth Sunday um, of a month, we will hear this, this gospel of blessing. And also throughout the year, many times we hear it. And so it's the gospel, as you know, of the feeding of the 5,000. And there's so much that we can talk about. There's so many things we've heard about. And today, for a few minutes, I just wanted to, to concentrate on what the, this boy offered. What this boy offered to the Lord. And then hopefully, with the grace of the Holy Spirit, we can focus on uh, and then reflect on what our own offerings to the Lord are. We know in this story that, um, as, as we heard in the Gospels, that Jesus saw a great multitude. This was a long day. There was a lot of healing. There was a lot of miracles. There was a, lot of, there was a big sermon on the mount. Then Jesus came to this place, to a deserted place, trying to spend time with his disciples, to have some rest. But the great multitudes couldn't get enough of him. And, and they went on foot and they walked for kilometers and kilometers. They spent a lot of time, a lot of effort, and they came and it was a deserted place and they were getting, started to get hungry. Um, and so the disciples said to Jesus, like, send them away. Like, we, we, we can't, what are we going to do? How are we going to feed all these people? And so this boy offers five loaves and two fish. And had this boy not offered this, perhaps the trajectory of this story would have taken a very different path. God would have still blessed, but it would have been in a very different way. And so the first point I wanted to, to focus on is that it is a seemingly insignificant offering that this boy gave. Like, in fact, St. John insists on saying and writing that it was Five barley loaves, which are really tiny. They're like the equivalent of like pita bread, but the tiny pita bread, not the, the massive ones that you can get these days. So very tiny, five loaves of tiny pita bread or barley bread. And two small fish. He didn't say two massive king fish, you know, that, that could hopefully, you know, help with anything. But two small fish and five tiny barley loaves. And many times... When, you know, when we think about this, you think, you know, well, what's the point? It's irrelevant. God can create. He's a creator. Why offer anything at all? But I think equally in our own lives, many times when we come to offer to the Lord, we say, you know, what can I do? I'm just one person. I'm not going to be able to change, you know, society. I'm not going to be able to change a whole series of friends. I'm not going to be able to do much. It's just me. I can't control others. But God says, you can control yourself, though. Do your part, bit by bit. In fact, in the litany of oblations, which we say in the matins, for those that, that attend early enough, we say in these prayers, receive, Lord, your holy, uh, on your altar, this beautiful offering that we're about to give you. And we're talking about the, 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 um, the bread. 
and the wine. And we say to him, as you received the gifts of the righteous Abel, the sacrifice of our father Abraham, and the two mites of the widow, you accepted them, Lord. Also receive this offering. And then we say, um, even accept from those who have, uh, who have given to you, your servants, in abundance or in scarcity, hidden or manifest, those who desire to offer you but can't, and those who offer you the gifts this day. And, he said, and we say, give them the incorruptible instead of the corruptible, the heavenly instead of the earthly. And we continue and say, surround them, the people offering you, Lord, by the power of your holy angels and archangels, as they have remembered your holy name on earth, remember them also, O Lord, in your heavenly kingdom. And so even the smallest of things that we offer the Lord, when God remembers and sees what we offer to him, however tiny on earth, he remembers them in heaven. Everyone can and needs to be making an offering before the Lord. Um, when we look at the other signs in the Gospel of St. John, for example, you know, there's seven signs. The Samaritan woman, he told, Jesus tells her, go and call your husband. And he gives her this opportunity to either lie and say, okay, I'll go search for him and save, try to save face, or to say the truth. And so what she offered to the Lord is truth, saying, I don't have a husband. What did God do with that little bit of truth? A bit of embarrassment? He turned her into an evangelist. The blind man who the Lord healed, what was his contribution? The Lord said to him, go and wash in the pool of Siloam. It made no sense. Why would you go around walking with mud and everything and, and humiliate yourself? But he offered that tiny, in seemingly insignificant thing, and the Lord restored his sight. The paralytic man, the Lord asked him, do you want to be made well? And the man didn't even respond properly. He didn't even say yes or no. He just said, no one's here to, to, to help me. But God accepted it. He took it. And he said to him, take up your bed and walk. And the man did so. The wedding of Cana of Galilee. Go get some water, guys. And then when they get water and fill all these you know, um, um, jugs with water, it seemed insignificant. What's water going to do? We need wine. And so the Lord did his miracle. The nobleman's son. This one freaks me out. Every time I read it, I think, man, this guy must have had an amazing amount of faith. Can you imagine he left his home, went in search for Jesus, spent a few days journey to find him, thinking Jesus is going to come with him to do this great miracle and, and, and restore his son. And then the Lord says to him, go your way, your son lives. And the man in faith had to leave and walk two or three days unknowing what's going to happen. What if, the, what if my son's unwell and sick and dead? What's my wife going to say? What did you do? You went and came back with nothing. And, so, and yet he did so. Even telling the disciples, cast your net on the other side, seemingly insignificant. They're the specialists in the field. The Lord was a carpenter by trade, and yet out of obedience, they go and cast their net, and they, and they get a massive, massive catch. Everyone needs and can be making an offering. Don't ever think that God will work in your life if you don't offer him anything. If we want God to really work in our lives, we want miracles to be in our lives, we want to see his hand clearly, then we must offer him something. Even the smallest of offerings, we can receive the greatest of blessings. So give God even just a little bit. So the first thing is this boy gave a seemingly insignificant offering to the Lord. The second point um, is that he offered, I mean the concept of offering till it hurts. Keep offering the Lord till it hurts. What did this boy do? This boy gave his five loaves and small fish, two small fish. What, what, where did he have this food from? It would have probably been something, you know, his lunch packed by his mum or whatever it is. And, and it would have been his lunch, tiny lunch for a tiny boy. 
And so by him giving this to, to the Lord, not knowing what's going to happen to it, he's actually sacrificing his lunch for the day. Everyone was tired. He would have been very tired, a small boy. And yet, after a long day, seeing that there was a problem, there was a dilemma, the boy was very selflessly thinking about other people. And even though he didn't know what was going to happen, he thought, I've got this, what I have, I give to you. It reminds me of the two mites that the late, poor lady gave um, in the temple. And so, I mean, at the end of the day, they, they, despite everything that he had been going through, he gave from the little that he had, even though he was tired, even though it was going to affect him. And so he offered God with even just a little bit, um, where it hurt just a little bit. There was a story once of, of um, two young men, they came to me. One of them had got um, uh, an interview, and he lived in, they both lived in, oh, one of them lived in state, one lived in Sydney. And so the one who had lived in state, he had an offer in, in Charles Sturt Uni for one of the courses. And so he had no place to stay or live. He never lived in Sydney. He doesn't have family or friends here. We had friends, but no family. And so um, he came to his friend's place. His friend offered his house. And, um, you know, he stayed with him. The, his friend drove him for four and a half hours or whatever to, to Orange to go there. The guy did his interview, came back. And they came to me saying, Abuna, please pray for us. You know, my, my friend's about to, you know, hear from his results. This was many years ago. And I said to him before, like just by hearing the, the she love and the, the beauty of this friendship, I said to him, you know, you guys, he's going to get in. It, like God, God can't possibly look at this degree of love and see this degree of sacrifice and turn it down. And sure enough, the guy did get in, but he also got into other courses, so he never ended up accepting that one anyway. But it was good to see that God, God is very righteous. He's very virtuous. And so Jesus sees this boy offering something seemingly insignificant, something that will hurt this boy. Because he was very generously offering his only small meal for the day. And the Lord's heart is moved with compassion. He can't help but do something about it. And so our question now for us, more importantly, is what am I offering the Lord? What do I offer the Lord? How do I offer him? When is an offering acceptable in God's eyes? And, and I think the idea is that we need to offer the Lord anything and everything that we have in our capacity. And it needs to hurt just a little bit. You know, um, uh, I was talking to some of the servants yesterday and Russell reminded us of a lovely saying by St. Mother Teresa. She said, offer the Lord till it hurts and then offer some more. Keep offering. Give to the Lord. Whatever little it is, it doesn't have to be something great. It doesn't have to be grand. It doesn't have to be, you know, mon like momentous or anything too crazy. So whatever tiny thing you can. Every single day, offer him something small. And what does that look like in my life? Perhaps... You know, when I'm tired after a long day's work, tired after uni, tired after my studies, looking after the kids, picking them up, doing this and that, and I am stuffed and I want to go to sleep, and instead of crashing on my bed, I go and stand up to pray. Maybe when I'm, you know, I read my Bible when I'm tired and half asleep and I don't want to get up, and I'm on my bed and I can't be, you know, it's too cold. And yet I get up still and spend a bit of time with the Lord. Maybe it's by setting my alarm just a little bit earlier, even though I'm not a morning person, even though it's going to take, you know, make me wake up 15 minutes earlier and I lose a bit of that beauty sleep. Maybe if I dedicate one night every week to meet someone and visit them, maybe who is in need. Maybe even though they may not necessarily be the best of company to be around, maybe there's not the greatest of food or the greatest of delight, but that person needs service, he needs help. Perhaps then I could offer to the Lord something small, knowing very well that 
even if it's something as small as getting up early to go to church on a Sunday, or turning down that extra shift that may potentially at Saturday night make me come home so tired that I won't be able to wake up to come to church on Sunday. Or maybe it's that, that extra job or that extra promotion that might potentially impact my service and the way I look after others. Whatever small offering, however big or small, so long as there's just a little bit of struggle in it, when the Lord sees you struggling on his behalf for his sake, then he has, he's compelled to bless and bless in abundance. And we saw that in today's gospel. We have confidence that even the smallest of offerings we give to God comes back with infinite blessing. You know, the fathers say about this particular gospel that it had a very Eucharistic tone. You know, the Lord took bread, he lifted it up, raised his eyes to heaven, blessed it, broke it, and then said, go give it to all these people. It's very similar to the words that we say um, in, in the consecration of every liturgy. Um, and when we, um, when we remember the, the, the um, Holy Thursday um, in the Passover. And so, what do we do here in the, in the Eucharist? We offer the Lord cheap wine, um, cheap bread, and it comes back as a remarkable blessing. You know, think that God can do even the smallest, or think of what God can do with even the smallest of offerings that we give to Him. You know, we, we offer God things that are so cheap, so tiny, so little, and yet he converts those t little, tiny, seemingly insignificant things into his own body and blood, and it becomes a source of blessing for every single one of us. It becomes a source of salvation for us. Make no mistake, the Lord loves us. The Lord cares about us. The Lord wants to bless us. He's looking for any excuse to bless you in your life. All we need to do is offer him Whatever we can, however big or small, even the most seemingly insignificant thing, do it anyway. Do your part anyway in God's eyes. And make sure that there's a little bit of a, a, little bit of a push, a little bit of a struggle on our part. If it's too easy, then it's, you, you know, it's not going to be as blessed. You want big blessings in your life? Give him even a tiny little bit and he will magnify that beyond measure. And as we always hear and see that even in today's gospel, what happens they had 12 baskets of leftover fragments and they had to walk back thinking, you know, how on earth did this happen? Every single person was touched by this. There is no doubt you will be touched by God. You will see his hand working in your life if we make him this offering and we continue to make these small, seemingly insignificant offerings at, at a small price and God looks at that with his love and compassion and blesses your life and glory be to God forever. This talk was brought to you by Upper Room Media. We hope that this talk has, through the grace of God, touched your heart. And we pray that it will not only inform you, but will also transform you and your life with Christ.